Hi everyone, welcome back to There Are Four Hosts. As usual, there are four hosts. I'm Sabrina, you can find me at Voidcat Gaming on Twitter, Twitch, or Instagram. And I am Michael, you can find me on Twitter at Blue Beetle Games. I am Jonathan, you can find me at Just Average J, pretty much everywhere on the internets. Hi, I am Keith Justice, you can find me at Keith Hayward on Twitter while I'm surviving the apocalypse. <laughs> Uh, today we're going to talk about two things. First, we're going to just do like a, a season recap uh, based on whatever questions I ask you guys because <laughs> you gave me power and now you don't credit. <laughs> no, and, I mean, oh, um, unlimited power. Unlimited and, power. Uh, yes, exactly. And uh, <laughs> secondly, we're going to have that talk about what is Star Trek. Um, I asked them to do some homework, but I'll explain that to you later. Um, before we do that, let's do a season report. Um, who is your favorite character? Favorite new character? Michael. Um, I'd say, uh, shit, I forgot his name. The Captain? Rios. Rios. Captain Rios. Rios. Yeah, um, what's your favorite part about him? Uh, I just like, I mean, I know it's kind of copying like Star Wars, but I like his kind of Han Solo attitude um mm -hmm. i think it's really weird that he had a, a ship pie, you know like filled with holograms of himself <laughs> that's there's something behind that <laughs> but uh i thought i thought he was the, the coolest so far nice 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 jay i can't remember the names but the uh the threesome uh you know the the his roommates his roommates yes yeah tell yeah the tell she are yeah roommates yes roommates in quotes yeah, mm -hmm. um, <laughs> I think they the were just thropple. yeah, yeah. The they were just am, 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 amazing characters. Even though the one's face bothered, who was it, Keith? Right? Yeah. Didn't you hate, hate the guy's face? <laughs> a bit, yeah. a bit too pleasant. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> Whatever. But I thought they were amazing, and they totally kicked ass. And they were like these ridiculous Hal Shiar that just like had his back. He, they remembered who he was and and what he was, and they had his back and. They were amazing. So I wish there would have been more of those two and the rest definitely, of the Definitely, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, I hope we come back to them at some point, if for an episode or two. Um, Keith, favorite I new character? have been quite the big fan of Captain Mercer on the Orville. I mean, he's kind of like, you know, a starship captain. Oh, sorry, 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 sorry. Hold on, can we can we just kick him off already? Like, <laughs> no. it's not the last. Is this the last episode? Do we have? You get one Orville, one Orville. That was your one Orville. No more. It, we must max of three per episode. <laughs> one per um, section. Hold on, yeah. there's only two sections. Uh, okay, that's your one for this section. No more. Okay. So, um, <laughs> so when it comes to favorite characters. Uh, I almost want to say Rios, but man, he they de they deflated him quickly. Um, like he his concept is awesome as being a Han Solo character, but I don't need a Han Solo character in Star Trek. And then like that was <laughs> just kind of it. So like I'm gonna get say that uh, my favorite character is gonna be the female Romulan threesome uh, woman uh, at his chateau. I liked her okay. acting. I liked her character, her demeanor, and like uh, the uh, searching mysteries with her. She was fun. Yeah, it is disappointing. I, I super, uh, yeah, I'm still upset that we just left them on Earth. I'm like, but they were the most important, interesting. Mm. Yep. Uh, I do love uh, Alison Pill's acting, but um, Agnes as a character is kind of flimsy to me. Um... <laughs> yeah, I find myself in a really weird position to be like, 
maybe Romulan incest lady. She was kind of fun. I mean, good choice. Good choice. She's a little psycho. Um, oh, incest lady. Whoa. Okay. <laughs> plus, like, yeah, Peyton, this is Peyton little, List this is, is, like, is the actress's name, and she's amazing. Yeah, well, yeah. Side note, she was um, fun. Weird side note, like, just to do a makeup test, because I was always curious about that, and, like, use glue on your eyebrows thing. Um, I did Romulan makeup the other day, and, like, <laughs> I think, you guys, that I'm not... This is a joke, obviously. But I think I'm not human, y'all. Just, it, it felt so right. <laughs> it looked it looked pretty good. It looked, it looked good. good. I agree. You, yeah, you. I saw the photos on the uh, on the socials. It looked pretty oh, yeah. cool. On the mm-hmm. old internet. Um yeah, I'm really into it. So like all of a sudden I like Nerissa a lot more, even though she was kind of psycho and uh her character was also flimsy, but it's fine. She was true know, to her man. character, you know, she that was really that, fun. That, but that, obviously I true. also m- missed the uh, Romulans on Earth because they were my favorite. Oh. Yeah. You know what's funny though is how no one said Dodge or Soji. That's not funny. No. Well, I mean, yeah, I don't know, though, because she like because she was pretty amazing. So it's just it's she didn't like, you know, she wasn't the best to me, but still like she was she was she's a good actress and her character. eh, But um, (laughs) that's how main characters usually are supposed to be, I think, boring because you're supposed they're supposed to be your uh, audience. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So if there is like like Luke Skywalker, if you don't have too much about that person, then you can be that person. So that's what that's true. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I I almost said Elnor is my pick. So. (laughs) Yeah, me too. Because he's he's just so innocent. Yeah, Yeah. and can kick ass. Adorable. Yeah, and yet murderous. Yeah, slices people's heads off without a bat in his eye. It's crazy. You know, the Star Trek crew with the three murderers on it. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) I love that. No one like. There's at the end. There's no closure with like, hey, didn't you just murder that dude? <laughs> or those people? Like, wait a minute, you're. Should, we should go to jail. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> wait, okay. isn't there a galaxy extinction level event on that planet? Why did Starfleet leave? Oh, okay. <laughs> nah, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> That's um, next season. <laughs> you got the right. Jean Luc. Okay, you're good. Okay, come on, guys, let's go. <laughs> it, it was just a. It was just a season villain. It's fine. Right. <laughs> All right. So your favorite moment with an old character, with a character from TNG. Hmm. Mm, do you have an idea already, Keith? Keith. I well, hold on. Old know. character can be TNG or Voyager, correct? Or Voyager. Yeah. yeah. Okay, okay. Okay. Just um, wanted to verify. Pre pre existing canon. Uh, it has to probably like the only genuine feeling I got was probably at Data's final moments. Mm-hmm. Uh, since like yeah, like you said, it was they did build totally off of TNG, but um, in those like in that little section where Data was having his moments and saying like he accepts his untimely death, felt good. So mm-hmm. I'll, I'll I'll stick with that. Data, nice, nice. Jay, uh, Deanna and Will. Mm. Yeah, mm-hmm. they. I mean, come on, like. I got to the, the dad like I parenting? you well, yeah, I I jo- I jo- I totally brought this up when he was like what stop yelling just come and talk to me like that's such a dad thing because I do that to my kids so I just like I was like oh I am Riker okay that makes me feel good <laughs> I, might have changed my answer then. I might have changed my answer to Riker when he pulled out that nope I can still do mysteries too dude and if you're doing this, you're doing this, and this yeah. is probably what's going on. Yeah. So Let me guess, based on you, here are the shenanigans. <laughs> <laughs> that was a great moment, you're right. How close was I? 100%? Yeah, I thought so. 
<laughs> yep, yep. I thought so. I thought so. And while we're at it, let me commandeer the fleet and bring them over to whatever weird ass planet you're going to. Thank mm-hmm. you, my daughter, for knowing the location. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, you know what? I'm changing my answer. I was going to say favorite character. favorite new character. I totally forgot about the daughter. You're right. Yep. Mm, Changed yeah. my mind. Yep. Ah, she's <laughs> such a good character. Yeah, she's my favorite. All right. All right. Okay. Uh, Michael, your favorite favorite scene with an old character? Uh, Keith, did you officially change your answer, or are you still on data? Um, I'm waffling between the two, so I'm not sure yet. Okay, well... You're allowed uh, to have the same answer. I know, I hate agreeing, I hate agreeing with Keith, but, uh... <laughs> I'm kidding. No, I... Uh, keeps confirming how right I am all the time. I know, I know it hurts. Yeah. I know, I hate it! No. Uh, mine, mine was definitely the, the data scene, um, because he was one of my favorite characters in TNG, and I thought, like I mentioned last episode, it was great how, I think Picard was kind of there to like terminate his uh, um, consciousness to kind of, you know, yeah. make him become fully, fully human. Things. Yeah. No, that was really touching. I thought I liked that part. Well, I, I also wanted to know your favorite scene overall, but I'm guessing it's going to be the same answer. Um, All yeah. of us? All of us? Yeah. yeah. Favorite scene overall. Oh, man. Yeah. I, I think we should have these questions before. Some. <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. I just wrote them five minutes ago. I can tell you what my favorite scene was. (laughs) I know what my favorite scene was. Check through time, maybe. Yeah. Go. When she says we are Borg. (laughs) (laughs) When Jerry Ryan's eyes turn green and she becomes that cube's queen and she says we are Borg with all the voices, Mm -hmm. I squealed like a little child. So that is my favorite scene. Yep, I know. My favorite scene. Okay, tell you what. I'm going to start answering these first to give you time to come mm. up with an answer. Good, thank cool. you. Cool. I'm sorry, that's the best I can do for you. <laughs> no, that's fine. <laughs> for the record, just to throw it out there, uh, if you said, I think you said something earlier, like we had homework. Yeah, I, d- I yep. didn't. I didn't do. Any, I didn't do my homework. Okay, so. that's, that's fine. <laughs> okay. I forgot there was <laughs> homework. <laughs> what was the homework? <laughs> Fail. Yeah, I know. What, what did what, what did we fail at? Um, it doesn't matter. Listen, it, it it's an it's a <laughs> verbal essay it. homework. Uh, so uh, if you if you've thought about it, uh-huh. you, it'll it will come to you. And if you didn't, then uh, you'll just have to bullshit an answer, same as when you were in school. You know. <laughs> oh, then I'll do. That's great. what I did. I yeah. bullshit the answers. <laughs> yep. Did we get questions that we were supposed to be thinking about? Yes, but it was a while ago. Don't worry about okay. it. <clears throat> Don't stress. We all forgot, Keith. You all forgot. That's okay. It's not just me. Whew. No. It was like, you know, when you like get that, like, you're nervous. You're like, oh, I don't want to, like, let the teacher know that I didn't do the homework. <laughs> but I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to tell Sabrina I didn't do the mm-hmm. homework. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. <laughs> I'm going to give you those fever dreams about Sabrina. Here, here, here. Uh, for the audience, can you say what the homework was? So we can. Oh, it's, it's, it's for, for me it's and... for the what is Star Trek question, not for this. So. Mm. I'll oh, talk I did, about I it did the homework. Oh, you did do the homework. See, you know what the homework is. I think so. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll what is out. Star Trek? <laughs> let's just let's just keep. I'm sorry, I brought it up. I'm sorry. Go go go. <laughs> okay, okay. The next question is: What is your favorite plot line and or biggest disappointment? And I'm going to answer first. My answer is actually the same for both, and you already brought it up. My favorite plot line was, in fact, the, like, Tal Shiar agents who decided to just, like, retire as servants in Picard's estate. I'm very curious about how they got there. I want to know, like, what they went through. Um, I want this Tal Shiar stuff to come back and to kick around. 
and to like wreck some stuff. And therefore, the fact that they are only in the first uh, four episodes is my biggest disappointment. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't wait until they reappear. I will be very upset if they don't reappear all next season. Uh, presumably, you know, presuming that it happens. Um, I'm sure one of you will tell me if it, it, it happens. Um, yeah. Alright, alright. Cool. So that's my answer to those. Michael? I'm... Okay. Um, oh, sorry, Keith. I'm going to give you more time to formulate your full <laughs> yeah. answer. Um, let's see. Uh, my favorite storyline was probably um, having Hugh back on the show. Mm-hmm. Um, I just thought it was it was a nice touch, you know, for the people that, you know, had watched TNG all along and, and knew who he was. Um, I loved seeing him and Picard uh, meet again after all those years. Um, and also, coincidentally, my least favorite storyline was also the Hugh one because they killed his ass off in the first season. <laughs> yeah, that's the same answer for you, too. Um, yeah, so it kind of pissed me off. Um, I would love to have seen him join the crew. And I, I and even I've watched that episode a couple times um, again, and it, it just seemed like his death was not was wasted. It's, you know, because they said he was he died saving Picard and giving them time to get get away, but it just didn't seem that way when you saw mm-hmm. the episode. It just seemed like a waste to me. But yep, yeah. Yep. So, Keith, uh, let's see. So my favorite, uh, my favorite scene would have been the Duke out in the chateau with the uh, threesome uh, Romulans yep. and like yeah. uh, the woman and like I don't know, like I like like I said, I love my my fight scenes, like fight choreography and the camera movement. So yep. like once again, that one shot of her getting smacked against the glass but there's some way that was shot i was like oh my god and then like they gave it back and then she took the gun got. that was strapped to the table under it uh, mm-hmm. that was a that was a well done fight scene so yeah god yeah, bless him yeah, for that yeah um best plot line <laughs> and biggest disappointment would have been what's the giant secret that makes everyone go mad and then it's like oh my god it's an invasion like oh. <laughs> it's a shutterstock uh montage you guys have done invasions before it doesn't make you kill yourself um and then the other huge disappointment which is just like a blanket over the entire series is the lack of starfleet um mm-hmm. yeah once again i don't come here for far escape or or firefly i'm coming here to be a part of starfleet and seeing how those people do sherlock holmes sci-fi mysteries Mm-hmm. All right. We will talk about that, Jay. My favorite storyline was was I agree with Michael the Hugh having Hugh mm-hmm. in there. That I was so excited when I heard he was going to be a part of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I will admit that. So yeah, like his storyline, his whole being. I mean, going from you know um, I Hugh all the way to where I forget the name of it, but it's like where Lore and they're they're you know. Sep- um, you know which episodes I'm talking about. Yeah. I apologize, <laughs> but you know they're at that that. Um, so it's Hugh. He's angry at the you know the descent. Enterprise and all them. Exactly, descent. That's right. And then, um, then to have him kind of circle back, and obviously we don't know what happened between then and now, but to have him circle back and just be um, just this good person that's and the smile on his face when he sees Picard. I mean, it just it's just heartwarming, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and I will admit that him being killed off definitely sucked, but the thing that I didn't like the most as far as, like, um, disappointment was the the array, like, the the transmitter. 
And then yep. the, the AI coming through that hole, but no one really knowing what or who they are or where they're coming from. Like, they were just... Mm-hmm. And then they just turn it off and that that's it. <laughs> I mean, yeah. You know, it was they like, that hug. was a bit of a letdown. Like, I, I want more to... There's mm-hmm. more substance there and they just yeah, didn't bring any of it out. Yeah. We just saw the greatest threat the galaxy's ever seen. Ah, we're by it. I know. Okay. <laughs> yep. Um... What's your biggest question for next season, or what do you want more of? Like, what are you looking forward to based on this season? Um, For me, I'm just hoping that it it was like a big, long, you know, setup movie where we find out how everybody got where they are and why they're here and what their backstory is. And now we can settle into the, like, them becoming a crew and really getting, like into each other's space and um, maybe we'll finally get those like one-off mysteries or where they go like maybe for two episodes on one planet and then like a couple of one episode long things and then like we can do some character building yep okay you know i actually am hoping um i'm hoping that the whole series similar the whole series um and all the characters get fleshed out a little better and we get a little more substance uh, but what I'm actually hoping to see is see Rios and Picard um, become close, you know, kind of mm. like Rios becoming his next number one kind of thing. Even though Picard isn't necessarily the captain, Rios is, but Rios is essentially working for the captain or with the captain. So to see them kind of get that camaraderie where, you know, Rios is Starfleet to the core and Picard is, you know, this insane legend with Starfleet. Mm. So to have them past all this stuff where he, you know, um, Rios's, you know, a memory of his old captain and all this stuff, like he's kind of been able to process all that. So now he can come out on the other side and appreciate what Picard can be to him, which is like a mentor or, a, you know, a com- you know, just someone to, to look up to, to build that camaraderie with. So I really am hoping next season we see those two become um, close and, and work on their trust with each other, you know? Mm-hmm. Nice. That's nice. Michael? Um, you mentioned it before, Sabrina. The biggest thing I want is more character development. Because, um, like, I, except for Picard and Seven, the ones that I already knew about, I could, I did not care at all what happened to Rios. I mean, he could have been shot in the head last episode. I'd be like, eh, that's a bummer. We'll get a new captain. I mean, I, I just didn't, you know, I didn't feel anything for him. Just like, whereas, you know, Picard, it's like we spent, you know, countless movies and seven seasons, and so... You know, he's like a buddy of yours, and so you want to see, you know, him do well. But with Rios, he's just like a stranger that I ran across on the street. And it's like, well, you know, if he lives, he lives. If he dies, he dies type of thing. Uh, Let's see. I... Oh, okay. So I actually brain farted. I'm like, what was the question? And and I've been, like, thinking about my answer this entire time. Hey, hey, listen to you guys, Jeff. Well, um, my my answer is going to be uh, a controversial nothing. Um, <laughs> they didn't do a TV show, guys. Like, there's there's nothing to build toward. They're, they're, they shouldn't even still be a crew together, because like there's nothing keeping them together. Like, mm-hmm. Picard still has a home and like you know his couple back home and a dog. Um, yeah, he also yeah yeah don't leave number one behind. What right. what's up with that? I'm not gonna leave my cat behind. Um. And also, he just stopped a galaxy-wide cl- cl- calamity, mm-hmm. um, and no secrets. He should be back in Starfleet, um, not on some 
s- stupid. Sorry, I'm I'm be mean. I don't mean mean to be mean, but <laughs> it's, it's just a ship. Like the 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 last Serena. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah, the last Serena is just some ship, and like, um, Agnes has a career already, and also should be going to jail. Um, uh, the Romulan sword slinger, he has a family also back on that planet that he should be helping out. Like, there's nothing mm-hmm. for them to keep them together other than that's what they say should be happening. And yeah, if if I wanted something in the next season, I'd like for all the pieces to fall apart so that we can go back to normal Star Trek. Like, I want the like the the opening scene to be uh Picard walking out onto the bridge of like whatever ship he's admiral of and then like seeing pieces be put together and maybe Rios can I would love to see Rios show up in that. That that would be so cool. Like, you know, he flies by in his Starfleet ship and Rios you know sidles up in the last arena. Then we're starting to like get normal Star Trek again and having fun and yeah, I'd like to see that happen, but it's not and I also don't think we'll get a second season. I also and it's not me not wanting it. It's I, I think the business part of it is going to break apart pretty soon. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember you said so last week. Um, yeah, I know, but mm-hmm. if the next season exists, okay. <laughs> hypothetically, <laughs> yeah. If All it right. does, let's get a better. Let's get some different executive producers and care about astronomy, and let's do some real shit again. And done. <laughs> Sing. All right. Any last thoughts about the season? Um, that the thing that I was going to not spoil for you guys, the very first episode we did, or the first episode I was on, and said I knew something huge that was going to happen, mm-hmm. never happened. Um, there was a rumor that Q was going to show up, and it never mm. happened. Aww. So I'm sorry. No, I'm I'm glad I'm glad that didn't <laughs> yeah. happen. Yeah, I don't know. If- he would fit in quite right for the first yeah. season. Nope. Maybe yeah, later. I feel like it would have turned into the like mud from uh, Discovery, so like mm-hmm. being a super murderous psychopath as opposed to like mm-hmm. uh like Tribble Trader. The other the other the other <laughs> one wasn't like he wasn't good, certainly not. Yeah. But mm-hmm. he was like chaotic neutral asshole. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. He wasn't like go. going around murdering people yeah. and putting them in time loops so he could kill them over and over and over. That's yeah. a that's a that's a wild leap. Yeah. Uh, real quickly, what what uh, letter grade would you give the show? <clears throat> Sorry, <laughs> overall, the first season, like A B C D F. Yeah, you know, like grade school. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. Okay. Um... I'm sorry. I thought you were done with the that segment. Oh or... no, no, no! You're right. You're right. Uh, but I just can you give me like. I'm sorry. I thought you were. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Sabrina. Next gen. If next gen is an A and like. Hmm. What's your scale here? Oh, oh just okay. Um, well, I mean, like, if you give it, like, you think Picard, the show was like an A plus, a B, B minus, uh, you know. Okay. Just in general, not not up yeah. against TNG. Just gotcha. compare, just everything. Yeah, yeah. Just on its own, yeah. Michael, you should tell us your answer first. Uh, B plus. Hmm. All right. Do you want to give us any details on that criteria? Um, or uh, like just. Well, that's, I mean, that was just how I viewed it. I mean, it wasn't like a knockout of the park. Mm-hmm. It wasn't, it wasn't a shit show in my opinion. It was a good solid B, B plus grade. So that's, right. yeah. Sounds good. Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> I got to jump on that okay. boat. Yeah, B. Mm-hmm. I mean, not a B plus, mm-hmm. definitely like a B. I wouldn't say B minus or C, like, cause it was better than average, but it wasn't, um, it wasn't 
It wasn't horrible. It was better than average, no. but it yeah. wasn't so amazing that I had tears every week. And and some no, of the yeah. the storylines, the plot lines, and, and the characters, and you know, stuff just didn't jive. So I could do like a B B minus. You know what I mean? Like, there's definitely room to grow, but it was not. It was above average for me. Keith, um, I am trying not to be mean. No, be and... honest. Yeah, no, be straight up, man. That's what yeah. we're here for. Okay, okay. Um, I'll give you guys a C minus, and I'm gonna be so nice. While saying that, I mean, you guys deserve, I, they deserve a D plus. The only reason why it wasn't a complete failure is that the sets and like the special effect design mm-hmm. work was gorgeous, beautiful. The, the camera work was fantastic. Uh, the fight choreography was great. It's just that you, it's just a cobbled mess of what shouldn't be Star Trek that didn't connect together, didn't make sense. And mm-hmm. like also, hey, like the actors themselves, I felt they did great performances. So yeah, C minus. Because, like, it's not their fault. Um, yeah. I thought they did great performances. <clears throat> I, I love seeing Picard smile or, or John Luke. Or, wait. Uh, Jail. Yeah. <laughs> Patrick Stewart. I like seeing Patrick Stewart smiles. <laughs> Good seeing some of the guys back in action again. But it came together in a mess that they didn't earn. So I'll say a very forgiving C-. minus. All right. Fair enough. I'm actually in the same boat with you, Keith. Uh, I was I was wavering between giving it a D and therefore feeling it, or giving it a C and passing it. I was like, eh, if it hadn't been Star Trek, I would certainly be giving it a higher grade, but it is Star mm-hmm. Trek, and therefore we have to consider that it is Star Trek when we grade it. Um, and I know for some people that means giving them an easier grade. Again, that's fine, whatever. It's subjective. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, it is the opposite. So, um, it passes its sci-fi, certainly. So, uh, yep, C-. minus. Okay. They they kind of like had the pieces together. They they had like grips of what it is, and you're so right. The design teams did great jobs. Um, a lot it of the background cat, teams did like an amazing. Starfleet costumes. Yeah. <laughs> right. But the plot didn't sell me, and um, mm. I feel like the symbolic stuff was really messy. And I expect Star Trek to be. Cerebral, and I didn't find it to be so. Mm-hmm. Okay. Cool. All right, sorry. Go ahead. I was just wondering what you guys would do with that. Great, yeah. great question. Mm-hmm. I'm very happy you asked it. Um, and it actually goes straight into since we were talking about what is Star Trek, then this will explain our grades. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So for the audience, the homework that I gave them was pretend that somebody wrote a fan fiction. And then um, decided to sell it as a book, so they changed all of the names of everything. They changed all of the dates, whatever. So in the same way that when people read Fifty Shades of Grey, they went, hey, hold on. This is this is Twilight fanfiction. How would you be able to recognize that the story belonged in the Star Trek world? What would you look for to see that it is Star Trek? And then the second half of the homework was... Um, think of a different sci-fi world, for example, Firefly or Battlestar Galactica or Stargate, whatever. Um, what would you need for you to recognize that it's that world and therefore, like, how are they different? So I asked them for a compare contrast essay. I did not actually expect a response, <laughs> um, but I was hoping that at least it would get the ideas percolating in your brain for a couple weeks. Mm-hmm. So your subconscious maybe worked on it and we'll see what happens. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. um, so... First, before I ask you any of the tough questions, I want you to tell me what world you want to compare it to. 
Um, can you go first? I'm not sure what you mean by compared yeah. to a world. Like I said, like what other kind of like how would you recognize Firefly? Did you think of any particular series you want to talk about? Just tell me what the series you want to talk about is. Gotcha. And I mean, so that we can follow your example, would you go first? Uh, Firefly. And that that's all you're gonna say? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's all I'm asking you for. Just oh, okay. what world? Oh, what <laughs> world? Okay, Star Wars. Um, I'll Star go Galactica. and say that I will compare to Stargate because I just finished Stargate SG One, and I highly admire that show. See, the reason I'm making you pick the show now is so that when well, we do the first half, you'll you'll have the second half running through your head, and you'll think about it. Mm, huh, okay. See. <laughs> noted. Noted. Stargate and Firefly. Since I know that you didn't do the homework, it's it's perfectly fine. Again, Jay. <laughs> I'll I, I, I I'll say Star Wars because that's a classic. Star Wars. Go back and yeah. forth. Star Wars versus Star I was Trek. Hoping at least one person would say it, mm-hmm. um, and then we can have that infamous. Star Wars versus Star Trek discussion, or will we not have time? Um, we'll find out. Michael? Um, can I do Firefly as well, or do I need to do something different? Um, you can do Firefly, and then I will think of something different. Oh, you're sweet. I love you. Thank you. Or if somebody else has a specific <laughs> show they would like to compare it to. I can do Farscape, and you can take Stargate if you want. Hmm. All right. Yeah, let's do that. Cool. I'm surprised. <laughs> Keith, um, yeah. I'm going to say this now, but you are not allowed to change your answer. I'm surprised you didn't say Orville. <laughs> no. Because Orville Trek. is Star Trek. No. <laughs> Just kidding. Oh, I know where kidding. you live now, you know Keith. What? Know. You know what? You know what? You're right. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. If you took all the names out of the Orville, it would be Star Trek, right? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. That's I'm, I'm, yep. I'm happy to go first. I mean, I'm ready. If if you want Ooh. if you want someone to volunteer All right, well, first, we're not going to talk about the world yet. Okay. But yeah, please. So what 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 is Star okay. Trek? What makes Star Trek? Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. So how can you recognize yeah. something as being Star Trek? <clears throat> so here's yeah. the thing: it's not because you can rename characters, you can rename alien species, you can rename rename any of that, and you know if we're talking about if we're not talking about visuals, but we're talking about you know. Um, well, it's written like, down. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, um, there, there are a few things that stand out for me. First off, the utopia that is was <laughs> TNG. You know, it's you know, there's a society that isn't based on income. Society that's more mm-hmm. interested in in scientific discovery, and you know, um, that that whole idea. Oneself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly, bettering oneself or bettering one's. Um, Pursuits outside the city. Yes, exactly. You know, and that that just is something that I think is a beautiful thing to aspire to. So that right there is Star Trek. Uh, Prime Directive. I mean, that's not unique to Star Trek, but the way they handle it, it's very kind of, they kind of hit on it pretty specifically. And I think that that would be a big, like, hey, that's Star Trek. You know what I mean? Like that, the Prime Directive, the Utopia, and then, um, oh, there was one more. Prime Directive. Utopia. Ah, shit. <laughs> I had it. I was like, because I was like, oh, they, they, you guys were talking, and I was like, I'm ready to go. And then I was like, oh, I knew I'm going to forget it. Um, so, uh, so Prime that's Directive. Why I bring a pen and yeah, paper. yeah. Prime Directive, Utopia, and um, Star Trek. Exploration? Utopia. Well, exploration's kind don't, of part of it. Don't, don't feed um, anybody answers. Hey. Yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. It's cool. No, it'll come back no to me. Sharing bye, bye, yeah. Bye. But basically, my <laughs> whole thing is it's not it's not the people, it's not the races, it's not 
any of the conflict. It's the core. Yeah, yeah. It's the core idea of it. That that yeah, that's, that's Star Trek. That's what like, I was trying to get you to go. Yeah, to. like it's the core mm-hmm. idea. It's not just about oh, because they have Klingons or they have Romulans or because you know Vulcans bleed green. You know, like it's not any of that mm-hmm. stuff. Right, right, it's right. um, it's the core yeah, of was, it. You know, I was trying to dissuade us actually from talking about things like Delta signs and mm-hmm. like yeah. the the visual markers. Like, yeah. forget the visual markers. Forget the names. Forget the class mm-hmm. name. The classes. Forget the the ranks. Whatever. Like, what is. At its core, yeah. Oh, that's oh, exactly and good. the third thing, yes. So thank you. Starfleet. Starfleet is a group that is not just humans. You know what I'm saying? A lot mm-hmm. of times, a lot of other sci-fi, it's humans and this, humans and that. Yeah, and yeah, they, they partner up, but Starfleet is a... And the Federation. And the Federation is what I'm mm-hmm. thinking of. I'm sorry, that's the one I was thinking of. The Federation is not just humans. It's basically the betterment of multiple worlds you know what i mean multiple systems multiple walks of life and starfleet prime directive and utopia those are the things that stand out to me and i feel like i would be able to pick those out nice it's funny actually because i was gonna like listen to you guys and then write down the three things that you said the most Mm -hmm. but you already did that so (laughs) thanks (laughs) keith did you want to go next um, sure. For me, Star Trek is a set of ideals. And, uh, let me see, where did I put that ideal? Uh, explore, explore. Oh, it is that is... what you've been looking for on your computer? Yeah, okay, so, like, yeah, it's a set of ideals. It's, um, it is, you, you, I come to Star Trek to sit down to immerse myself in science, the scientific method, which is, you know, usually, like, kind of exploring a, uh, riddle or mystery. And also, it's um, supposed to be like it, it's it's like a astronomy bath. Like ex- ex- if like you know you, you, you like candles and stuff, and you just like sink in and like you know what these people care about astronomy, and I get to imagine what it's like to actually be among the stars, and then look at the weird stuff that I used to watch mm-hmm. on that one TV show that says keep looking up. <laughs> um, yeah, and uh, human advancement, seeing like how we aren't. We're how we keep pushing past like our human weaknesses and become something better. So when, and, and yeah, if I haven't said already, exploring the unknown, like you get all those things together, science, astronomy, exploring the unknown, human advancement. And now I'm enjoying Star Trek. That's why I'm sitting here. Cause I can't get this anywhere else. Or you can have other kind of uh, bootleg versions of it, like Stargate, which do have that kind of, but it's, bootleg version which is uh awesome but if i'm not getting any of that and i'm just getting stuff that i can see anywhere then it's not star trek mm-hmm. uh michael um yeah i've well, the past week or so i've watched a lot of a lot of star trek to try to figure this out or you know like Excellent. put it into words um i think well first of all you know for me it makes me think and kind of question what I believe in, um, what I've always believed. And um, it's, I've noticed a pattern in a lot of the episodes and movies that it's kind of, um, uh, it's like the struggle to be human or like become more human or what does it mean to be human? Um, like Spock, you know, being half Vulcan, half uh, human, uh, Data wanting to be human, um, Seven of Nine trying to reclaim her humanity. Mm-hmm. Uh, even the EMH, the doctor, not necessarily wanting to be human, but be more more like them, I guess. I mean, so yeah, be more human, just to be more a member of the Treat ship. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think it's and in that finding your humanity, it's like finding you know what's right, what's wrong. Mm-hmm. 
I don't know. It's just like the uh, the fighting for what's right and what's wrong, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, you know, I don't know. That's that's my my answer. <laughs> Such as it is. That's a good answer. Mm. Um, it's a little unspecific, so I can't like really on details or anything, but it's a good answer. I wrote theme of morality and humanity, mortality and humanity, and morality. Well, let's go. Cool. Analog note taker. <laughs> Am I? <laughs> I? It sounds like it. Can you hear it right now? I can't hear it Ooh. now, but I did before. There's an... It's I really funny, you know, because I have my window open, and normally I cannot have my window open because there's way too much sound. But, like, I just heard the first car go by in quite a while. It's, it's very weird. Um, excuse me. All right. Um, things that I look for in Star Trek. Um, yep, that utopic world where we've already solved the problem at the center. So we're working out and trying to, like, find new people to connect with. Um, find, yeah, you know, new worlds, new civilizations. Mm -hmm. Um, so outward discovery. Um, and then, um... An ensemble of support. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, regardless of whether it's a group of people on a starship or not. Um, like in the case of DS9, you still have a central group of people who are all... Like, the stories are not only about their discovery of the self, but also in how they can improve each other. And I thought yeah. of a couple other things, if I can add. Yeah. Um... One of them is also um, kind of to what Jay was talking about. You know, everybody, and I think it was Jay, everybody in Starfleet, you know, Andorian, um, Vulcan, human, all working together. It's that acceptance um, of the different species and people that are different. I really liked. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't always work out, obviously, but um, I like that. And then also the, um, you know, trying to go get towards that utopia. I think even in like TNG, they never were, never were completely there. Because you would have, even in that show, you'd have admirals that would, you know, backstab you and try to kill yeah. you or, or take your daughter or something, you know. Um, but, uh, so I think, you know, it was the struggle that was important to them to get, you know, um, to, to grow from the struggle, I guess. Mm-hmm. So. Excellent. Um, can I add a little something as well? Yeah. yeah. Cool. Um, uh, one of the notes I put took down comes from one of my favorite lines of Speed Racer, which is one of the greatest movies ever made, um, where Speed Racer is trying to explain to this corporate guy what racing means to him and his family. And like he says that racing isn't just a sport. It's a religion. Mm. It's in our blood. Mm-hmm. And like um, the things we come to Star Trek for, like all of us sit down and yeah, we get morality plays and we get all connected by it so that like when you go to church the next day, they're not just kind of reading like you know passages from Conan and like you know beheadings mm-hmm. and stuff, and you're just like, wait, wait, what, what am I here for now? <laughs> yeah, and yeah, you came here for the lessons, and then like uh, my roommates, um, after getting Picard in their system, they've gone back to the original series even and TNG, nice, and they're like binging those because like yeah, there's always something to get from each episode, yeah, and like in Picard. I didn't get something from each episode. I saw stuff each episode. Well, as far as connecting people, it's funny. Like when you, I mean, I have a bunch of Star Trek shirts, obviously, and you see somebody else in the store that has one, 
you like instantly have a connection with that person. You know what I mean? Like yep. yeah, you know yep. about, you know, the Borg and everything. You just have that. You're almost instant friends basically, which is, so it kind of brings people together, which I like. Mm-hmm. You exchange Fonzie looks. Yeah. <laughs> but that's the thing, you know, uh, cause we're all talking about, yeah, Michael said different people working together, made the ensemble of support, human advancement and becoming something better. Uh, Starfleet is not just humans. Literally, mm-hmm. it's all about how people who are different and have different opinions can work together and make everything better. So, there are some fandoms that if I see, like, a stranger wearing a shirt that I, I'm i a huge fan of the thing of the shirt they're wearing, I'm not gonna approach them. <laughs> you know, like, it, it could be fine. They might be super awesome, but there's mm-hmm. a chance, you know. But Star Trek, we're like, nah, it's fine. If you're into Star Trek, it's because you're cool with people. Yeah, yeah. You do know, like, there's like there's a connection there that they don't know, maybe. And <clears throat> like, um, I was doing a job interview earlier today, and like, uh, one of the guys' um phones went off for because he got a text, and oh. it was the Power Ranger text message. Deep, oh, deep, nice. Deep, deep, deep. And like every almost almost every Power Ranger fan has had that text message beep for a while until it got played out. Like mm-hmm. we all went to like convent the same conventions, and then like you'd hear it, and everybody picks up their phone. So then, like, it kind of died off after that. Yep, but, I remember um, that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, you get that connection, and it was kind of cool seeing that today. Yeah. Nice. 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 All right, Jay. If you read a fanfic about Star Wars. If I... So, I'm sorry. Repeat the question? The exact same question we just talked about, but Star Wars. Oh, okay. So it was, yeah, Star Wars is lightsabers, good versus bad, and pretty much black and white with the gray area being the story that we see, but the universe itself is very black and white. Um, It's very, um, it's less warm. It's a bit, it's a colder world. It's a colder experience. Mm -hmm. And uh, it would... So, yeah, so Star Wars, it's it's that, that turmoil of good versus bad, white and black, you know, um, with the middle ground being what we turmoil, see. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that that's really it. Finding yeah. the balance. Yeah, that, that's it. You know, it's like the gray area isn't really a thing. You're either a yeah. good Jedi or a bad Jedi. You're either, you know, I mean, it's just very, very black and white. And I just find it very mm-hmm. monochromatic and not as... Um, diverse and it doesn't draw me in as much as as it's not as enticing yeah yeah just because i'm i I'm, I, I live so in the gray i live in the gray so i'm like nah, I'm, I'm, i don't mm-hmm. like the black yeah, and white <laughs> yeah well i mean star wars is an adventure theme yeah. so it, it's a big adventure and um mm-hmm. yeah it, it, it's like it's fun if you have that hero complex to be like i'm gonna be a swashbuckling uh jedi but then mm-hmm. if i had to actually pick a world to live in i would not live in the star wars world no. i would die i would honestly yeah, I would get murked by a lightsaber i'd, I'd honestly i <laughs> i dangerous can be absolutely transparent i tested when i tested i was a sith and i'm like you know what yeah i think i probably would be <laughs> as much as i'd love to say no i'll be a jedi nah nah dude i'd be a sith <laughs> <laughs> so I'm not sure I'm convinced I would have force powers. Yeah. Um, but that's a discussion for another time. Um what order did we go in before? I don't remember. Keith? I don't know. Keith? Farscape? Um what is Farscape? What is Farscape? 
Farscape is taking a smart geek and throwing them into the middle of Star Wars, basically. The weirdest parts without the humans. Um, so, so long as you feel like uh, you've been plucked from your couch and plucked into like the, <laughs> the every bar <laughs> you've ever seen. You know, every, oh, every bar every you've ever seen bar? in Star Wars. Yeah, every Star Wars bar you've ever been in, <laughs> and you're the only human there. That's what Farscape is, with wild Dutch wobbling camera angles, um, sexy aliens, and uh, gunslinging, and cracking puzzles like a Star Trek episode. It's actually funny that we ended up with Stargate and Firefly, uh, Stargate and Farscape, because both of those are very much worlds where Star Trek exists, and the characters <laughs> are fans of it. Yep. Um, yeah. <laughs> Michael? Uh, Firefly. Um, see, I'd say like a dusty space western. Um, uh, you hire these guys to help you out, and you—they're kind of you know good and kind. Of, they're in like the gray area, um, and you don't know if they're going to help you, but eventually they do the right thing in the end. Um, let's see, yeah, that's just just a dusty space western is what what it comes to. It's it's pretty straightforward on that one. Yeah. It, it, it yeah. is what it is. Oh, yeah. Man, but... And I love it for it. Yeah. I got to admit, when my wife knitted me a Jane Cobb hat, I had never been so happy. Oh. Yeah. It was right. like, <laughs> it, it, I like looked at her and I was like, I love you so much. <laughs> like, I'm going to marry you again. Yeah. <laughs> when it came on, I turned my nose up at it and uh, didn't watch it because I was more of a fan of John Doe at the time. And what happened after that? Um, years later, uh, boring week happened. Someone had like we had like the the box set lit and laying around. I was like, all right, I'll check this out. And then, oh my god, oh my god! And <laughs> like when I'm telling my friends, guys, 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 and organizing parties around it. I actually didn't watch it. I didn't watch it live either. I didn't know what it was. I was uh, I don't even know how it missed me because I'm like the demographic, but. I have no idea. I just somehow it was jumping weird yeah, times. I, I just I, yeah. I don't know what it was, but I absolutely didn't even see one episode until after the fact. And then someone was like, "You've never seen Firefly," and they like looked at me with disgust. They were just like, "How? how I don't know if I really know you." <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I don't know if we're truly yeah. And then they basically were like, "Here." And then they same thing. The box set, you know, they turned me on to it. And then I was like, "Oh my god!" And then I was like, "I need to see Serenity right now." Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we binged it like straight, like in a week or whatever. It was crazy. Um, nice. I had a crew of friends at the time, uh, and I, I made it. We we made special days, so we all like watched Firefly together as Serenity was coming mm-hmm. up. Nice. And then in Madison, there was a restaurant called the Firefly. Oh, nice! We went there before or after the movie, and just yeah, made a freaking experience. That's awesome. That. That's cute. That is so cool. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. Love it. Um. Shout out to Team India. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we called ourselves. There's right. mostly Indian folk, but like lots of international folks that like, okay. like geeky stuff. That's not yeah. Nice. Um, I pick Stargate. So Stargate um, is a home base with outside adventures. Um, silence, science and alien shenanigans. Machine guns. Uh, <laughs> machine guns. And then close buddy teams versus the alien world. Getting into shenanigans. Okay. It, it's very much shenanigans. Um, okay, here's the next bit. Um, we're each that didn't pick a, one of the categories. Like we're gonna we're gonna add to that category, right? Mm-hmm. Anything else? Mm-hmm. Like for example, I would like to fire to add to Firefly. Mm-hmm. Um, 
relationship. Strong mm. relationships. Yeah. Strong relationships. Yeah. When you have a crew of people that are friends and they're they're all close, we all now call it Firefly. I'm pretty sure. I we just call those squads here, but I mean, like, um, when you see something with a crew, like what we're seeing in Picard, and you have a ship, and, like, you have a close team of people, and, like, that ship is their home base. Mm -hmm. Like, people who Uh, aren't put together because they're Starfleet or anything, just, like, we all live on this ship together. Mm -hmm. Yep. Even though, like, we first saw it, well, sort of saw it in Star Wars, but Firefly cemented the team on a ship. Mm -hmm. I mean, Star Wars, they were kind of, like, incidentally on the Millennium Falcon sometimes, but the Millennium Falcon was really, like, Han Solo's. But Firefly was, like, the Firefly was theirs. It was their home. Mm -hmm. They lived together in it. Yeah. Firefly. That's nice. I can actually... I wanted to say Firefly also came off in a very mature vein compared to a lot of other. I mean, a lot of other sci-fi have kind of mature themes. Oh but, yeah, more mature. Yeah, yeah. but I mean, they like there was like a, you know, they they had things that higher, I guess higher, richer people would snub their noses at kind of people. You know, like Jane Cobb and the captain mm-hmm. and the the girl who was a prostitute, I believe, right? Wasn't she? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, companion, yeah, yeah. yeah companion. I wasn't sure what to call it. I apologize. Um, the the CD underbelly, shall we? Yeah, but that's just it. Like they they were with hearts of gold. Yeah, yeah. They they were those people. Like they were the people that the you know highbrow would kind of raise their nose at. Like yeah, mm-hmm. you know. But they um they were genuine and they were real and it played with a lot mm-hmm. of uh, mature themes. But it had fun with it. I mean, you can't you can't really have a show with Nathan Fillion without it being a little funny. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, yeah. You can't have a Joss Whedon joint. That too. Without yeah, being correct. funny. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, that that being said, it's just one of those things where it was, uh, it was mature and it dealt with a lot of things that a lot of other sci-fi wouldn't quite go that route. So I, I loved mm-hmm. it. And that's one of the things that drew me in is it was very just true. It was very real. Yeah. Is there like a loud fan behind you? That was uh, no. I so I moved my office and I'm at the end of the house, which happens to be right above the garage. And I believe my wife and my son are out riding bikes right now, so the garage door is opening oh, okay. and closing. So you'll probably hear it once or twice because they probably can't make their mind up. <laughs> All right, we'll take that um, out in post. That's yeah, yeah, cool. <laughs> I'm gonna add an oppression, uh, an oppressive central government that controls the center, and then uh, like. The world degenerates as you go out. Um, yeah. To the like reavers on the outside. That's like if I ever was reading a fanfic and they were like, ah, yes, in the the central planets everything is super nice, but we're out here and it's basically the west. And then if you keep going, reaver, uh, there, there's like a mysterious man eating thing out there. I'd be like, mm. yeah, Firefly. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Then part of Farscape, the other thing is there has to be um, this crew of Firefly like characters has to be on the run from some kind of, like, Nazi military in space. That's Perfect. On the run. Part of their journey. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. From, from militant. Insane military Speaking commanders. of other sci-fi <laughs> entities, just because this just popped in my head, too, but The Expanse. Yep. I don't know if you all have seen The Expanse. Not yet. Okay. But no. so, well, we're not We're not going to. If you haven't seen it, then we're not going to include nope. it. Because... How would you describe The Expanse? Oh, man. Um... If you're trying to sell this show to me... In three things. It's Firefly, but hard science. But what? Hard what? Okay. I'll write down hard oh, science. Okay. Uh, Don't compare it to anything. Very, hard yeah, science. Very, very, um, 
Let very, me throw in obvious. because I've seen oh, a couple of episodes. Okay. Multiple storylines. Oh, absolutely, multiple storylines. Uh, very, very uh, observation, uh, observational um, layers of society. Like there's the poor people out, you know, in the belt. Commentary yes, on, out in the uh, belt, and then there's Mars and Mars and Earth and. And they be, and you know, it's it's like you know, well, Earth thinks they're best. Well, Mars thinks they're best. Well, you know, the Belters, blah blah blah. So you have this like very obvious, mm-hmm. these different levels of society and of money, and and it, it very much is. It's almost like what I guess it would be. I would recognize it if they treated space the way that, like Earth treats its continents. You know what I'm saying? Like we're mm-hmm. all, even though we're all on the same planet, we all kind of. Like, whoa, we have the best military. We have the best military. We're the richest. We're the richest. We have the best tech. We have the best tech. So, I mean, it it, it kind of took what's already kind of going on down here, which is unfortunate, um, okay, so and puts like, it in space. So it's like mercantile era colonies? Yeah. Cyber. Yeah. They allow their um, environments to shape yes. humanity. Yeah, right? good call. So, yeah, like, you got Earth, and, like, Earth is kind of like Starfleet. Then you got Mars... Which they, Mars formed people to care about technology more because that's what kept everyone alive and their strength made them a rival to Earth. And then you have the Belters who are poor and like there's like not enough materials all in one place for them to ever actually build anything. Uh, so they're strong, oppressed. They're oppressed but... by the mm-hmm. yeah, the others. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's actually. Yeah. Okay. So thank you for also pointing out the structure of the expanse mm-hmm. because. Structure is one of the things that I wanted to talk about. But um, that's actually what drew me to The Expanse. The first time I saw the first episode, uh-huh. I was like, I need to see more of the show. Because they had one thing that was going on on Earth, and that was like a political drama. Uh-huh. You had a thing that was going on with the Belters, and that was like a film noir. Uh-huh. And then the thing going on with the, the, the starship crew that's heading for Mars uh-huh. later. That's like a space horror kind uh-huh. of. Um, which I'm quickly sensing is turning into like a 1984 type of dystopia. So, um, I found that really exciting. I can't wait till you watch it. We'll have to talk about it. <laughs> it's one of my yeah. favorite shows. <laughs> Good. Um, all right. So, thank you for talking to me about The Expanse. Um, I will put in more effort to watch it. <laughs> um, we talked about Firefly. Do we want to add anything to... It's not perfect. No, it's not. Do we want to add anything no, to Farscape? Um, for me, Farscape was revolutionary in that it actually allowed its main couple to be a couple. Um, mm-hmm. a lot of shows are like, once they become a couple, everyone will lose interest, so they never do that. Um, but Farscape proved that not, not only can you do it, but that the relationship itself has just as much to offer in terms of drama and uh, character development as not doing it. Um. Yep, they didn't force it, like Stargate. Oh, man. Um. <laughs> yeah. Yes, we have to. <laughs> uh, yeah. But, yeah. Yeah, uh, Aaron and, and John they grew they, naturally. Like they did the they did the TV show thing where you know will they won't they sort of but they started they got it them and together. then it was like it was too clear it was too clear. Yep. Um. Yeah, for me it's it, it's really like the group of people. I I really like that the only human in a Star Wars bar thing that you said. They like that. I was like, oh yeah, that that pretty much covers it. Um. Uh, I'm cheating because that's what the creators called uh-huh. it when they oh, were creating cute. in the first place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, good job them. Um, they definitely did that. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's exactly what I like about it, that they're just like totally divergent people. Like, they never would have picked each other. But, hey, you're the survivors on the ship. 
The ship that is also alive. Just do what you can. Let's go, let's go, let's go. Like, drawn together by their, uh... Just the lives that they have led up to that point have forced them to be there. <laughs> um, have you guys heard... Do you guys watch Community at all? I have watched Community. Yeah. Guys. Yeah. Do you see the amazing, like, theory that, that was just dropped as a joke about Farscape? No, I did not. No? Um, like, uh, Abed was talking to a guy... Um, the guy was trying to sleep with Abed, but Abed was oblivious to it because he thought the guy really wanted to talk about Farscape. So he's just going on and on about it. And he drops like this idea that says, yeah, I have this idea that John not only traveled through space, but time. And the peacekeepers are evolved humans Ooh. that uh, turn cold blooded. And um, there's, yeah, like there's like all these indications that like um, there's other aliens in that world that were like related to humans for some reason, but that was never answered. So yeah, maybe he traveled crazy into the future as well as through space. Oh, cool. So anyway, ooh, I like that awesome. theory. That's fun. Yeah. All right, and um, do we add anything about Stargate? Um, like what else makes Stargate Stargate? Soft science. <laughs> um, to me, it was uh. There's like things that we played when we were kids. We played guns. Like there's like the game we called. There's what we played guns. We played spaceships. We played cars or uh, our dudes or whatever. Like dudes are just action figures. Yeah. And playing guns means you go into your your toy chest of toy guns. You pull them all out and then you just spam pew, 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 pew. some kind of action sequence and and story that you're in. And to me, uh, Stargate is totally like about playing guns. Like you're running around and going. Brr, brr, Pew pew romp. And I don't get that. Yeah. Not more. And you don't get that much gunplay in sci fi, I think. Not as much but as you get in Stargate. But you get so much in Stargate. Um, mm-hmm. uh, Michael or Jay, do you want to say anything about Stargate? I have not seen it, so I cannot comment. Okay. Fair enough, Jay. Uh, no, I don't have anything else to add, really. Are you guys going to start watching Stargate? It is. It's it's, it's on Stargate? my list, definitely. I've watched uh, it in the past. Yeah, see, The Expanse is on my list. <laughs> I watched it in the past, but I don't remember it enough to talk about it, so I need to go revisit it. Been a long time. I feel it doesn't start off too good. It doesn't not start off too good, but it gets better. <laughs> um, we can say the same with Star Trek. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And one big and thing that I have bubble. to add to Stargate, gods are aliens. All gods are aliens. The The main aliens that are the enemies are from ancient Egypt, and then later on you f- find out that the Norse gods are from a different race, and then it turns out that the ancients are basically gods, but they're like us before, so like, hmm. gods are aliens, you guys. Gods hmm. are aliens. And here's the thing, I know you haven't seen Stargate Universe, but that one thing is also in Stargate Universe, when like, the pew-pew machine guns is, it's still kind of there, but like... Hmm. Uh, oh no, I guess it fits my criteria after all. <laughs> I am going to hate watch I'm going to hate watch Stargate Universe so hard. <laughs> I actually have I, seen Stargate Universe. <laughs> it just it, it it's too much of a downer for me. Mhm. I'm a crap all over it every episode. So <laughs> I'm a, and, and I'm I, I, I really hope it Yeah, but I, I hear like my friend, my friend Max is like it, it actually won him over, so Wait, we'll see what happens. Um, uh, fingers crossed. Yeah. I well <laughs> and yeah, original the original Stargate won me over because I was hate watch. I was I wasn't I didn't, I wasn't I didn't hate it. It was just kind of like on the background for me. It wasn't mm-hmm. just that great. And then yeah, um, I was watching a video about it and like it's uh from TV back in the day when 
you were assured like you know 26 episodes and now it's mm-hmm. like hey you better knock out uh 10 episodes or we'll cancel you <laughs> right away and that's like i think the urgency that we see that's not as fun mm-hmm. anymore because they have to worry about getting canceled in yeah. like you know five yeah. episodes but yeah stargate they said you are guaranteed no matter how much you fuck up <laughs> you get four seasons <laughs> And that allowed them to organically and naturally turn in, into a really good TV show. Mm-hmm. Huh. I wish more had that chance. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. Anyway, hmm, Star Wars. Let's talk about Star Wars. Um, I thought describing it as a colder world was like really smart today. Yeah. Um, it it's certainly like it's more aggressive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like you're gonna get attacked by some. I don't care if it's a slaver or if it's like a giant bug on the ground or if whatever. You're going to get attacked by something. Absolutely. <laughs> Star Wars to me is like Lord of the Rings level sci-fi. Hmm. Like it's adventure. Um, Fantasy, adventure, you sci-fi. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, uh, you're not, there's no chosen ones. Uh, at least, you know, not until the later ones. Anyway, <laughs> but like originals, like the original. Anakin. Canons, yeah. Yeah. Uh, that, that can be talked about. But anyway, like for me, like the original trilogy and like the best of best uh, means that you can be dude McFella off the street. And like, if you find yourself a blaster, you are on your freaking way to becoming like a hero and having lots of fun. You can be a hero. <laughs> you can do it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Get yourself a blaster, find yourself a best friend who has a starship and like you just Boom. explore the galaxy mm-hmm. and Again, the gunfights back to back. Was Han your favorite when you were a kid? No, Luke. Luke was. Yeah, I'm the rare person who says Luke Skywalker, which I always thought was really weird because mm-hmm. I thought like everyone would pick Luke Skywalker. Um, really quickly back in the day, like the way we watched Star Wars was that um, we turn it on and choose our characters that we're going to be, oh. and then like in my living room, we'd like play out like what that character is. That's doing. cool. Yeah. And. Yeah, my friends and, did that uh, so for Lord was... of the Rings rewatch. Once, nice, it's so freaking long. <laughs> okay. Yeah, on. and uh, my 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 friend reminded me we did that because like he lived in a weird bubble where he played video games during the whole entire like MCU. Mm-hmm. So he didn't know anything that happened in the MCU. So when the snap happened, <laughs> I got to see his jaw drop. And went, oh my god! Oh my god! And, That's cool. And like we were choosing our characters who are who we were, just having a blast. But like with Star Wars, um. It was interesting that I found out, like, I, I felt like I, I, I got a little angry because um, I kept on choosing Luke and, like, I didn't get to do shit. <laughs> and, like, <laughs> I got my butt kicked and stuff. So, like, I'm like, like, we were turning on, like, my boy Sean, he chooses Han Solo. I'm like, all right, sucker. <laughs> and I'll be Luke Skywalker and we'll, I'm going to show you what. And then, like, you know, I'm getting thrown across the bar. I'm getting knocked <clears> out <throat> by Gaffy's sticks. <laughs> and, like, it's not until, like, the very end, like, well, we we say the princess, and she's a better shot with a blaster than I yep. am. <laughs> what am I missing here? What I thought Luke was the main he character. Sucks. But that's, <laughs> yeah, and that's what makes him amazing because you can see him rise up, yeah, and then yeah. like by the time Return of Jedi happened, like I was destroying everything. That's nice yeah. when you start out not knowing what the fuck you're doing. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. Well, now that I've gotten you in the mood to talk about uh, sci-fi, I'm gonna like wreck it all. All right, let's right. go. So, it's Picard's Star Trek, and why or why not? Based is on Picard, what you what? is Picard Star Trek. 
Star Star Trek, according to the things that you told me. And according to your personal feelings. Is it Star Trek? Yes or no? Why not? And then we can argue amongst ourselves. Okay. Um, <laughs> John, you're going to start. Okay. <laughs> yes, I do think it's Star Trek. It does. Hold yes. on, hold on, hold on. Let me reread what you said to me yes, first. Yes, go ahead. No. <laughs> One, it's a utopia or a push. She set you yeah, up. A pursuit towards the self and battlement of others. In the betterment mm-hmm. of others. Pursuit outside the self and betterment of others. Yeah, okay. It's a utopia. There's a prime directive. And Starfleet is not just humans. It's about cooperation. Yes. And I think your, what you're picking up on is the utopia thing. That's where that's what rubs you wrong, right? Uh, mm, I didn't say that. You, I just said and, and, Well, said. In, in, in previous you, episodes. You said utopia. You, it was one of the other things. Yeah. So, yes. There's a prime directive, obviously. That, I mean, it doesn't show it in the show. But the betterment of humanity and what it means to be Starfleet is Picard. So mm-hmm. I do think it fits. Because he, even if other people have kind of lost their way, which happens, mm-hmm. especially when you've got one of the main Commodores who is like Tal Shiar infiltrated the Federation. I mean, there's so many levels of... Hold yeah, on, hold on. She's Zhat Zhat Bash, I'm sorry. There's so many levels of like where things could have gone awry that we don't really mm-hmm. know. But at the core of the show, which is Picard, he he embodies it. He embodies the the Prime Directive. He embodies... Um, that utopia. He's trying to help people he, the whole time, even before the show. You see the, you know the the, you know the I guess the prequel shots. You know um, where he's mm-hmm. trying to help the R- Romulans. I mean, there are bitter enemies for how many generations, and he's mm-hmm. he's going beyond that, trying to say these are these are lives. We need to we need to save okay. them. So the utopia exists. He is mm-hmm. trying to help it come back. Do you see what I'm saying? So he embodies that utopia. Yeah, he yeah. embodies the so, so so it is Star Trek to me because it's him. Because he embodies that okay. and he's trying to do what he can to get things better. Does that make sense? He still remembers. Yeah. What Does it that make was. sense? Can and... I can I attempt to translate yes. and then you yes. tell me Thank you. if that's what you're trying to say? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. So you're saying the theme of the utopia and the prime directive and that our our whole purpose is to help others become human and to become better ourselves by helping other people and that starfleet is about um working together with people who are outside of ourselves well you said to better you said something about becoming Uh, human though so i'm not trying to say that like i i don't know if that was a misspoke thing okay um uh if i did that sorry (laughs) Sorry, Um, i just wanted to make sure like you weren't like saying like I was saying mm-hmm. that they all, everyone needs to be like us. Like, that is not what I... I did not. I did not. No, that um, all of us work together and the betterment of all yes. of us, despite being different from yes. each other. And since Picard himself carried all of those themes, then if you had read fan fiction mm-hmm. and it was Picard, but all the names were changed, you'd be like, ah, I see what happened here. A member of Starfleet was put into a world where he could make changes to return it to the world that he once knew. Then therefore it's Star Trek, essentially. Like like you said a couple of episodes ago that it was like Picard is trying to remake Starfleet. Uh, well, I think he's. Yep, I he's, think uh, he's trying to, to the yeah. yeah to guys' credit, he's not acting like it never happened. Like yeah. you know, mm-hmm. Luke Skywalker and Last Jedi. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, and yeah, I mean, you're right with with how you're interpreting it. That's basically he embodies Starfleet. And had I seen this without any other 
any other any of the names or any of the you know if they didn't you know say Starfleet or say Picard or anything like that, I I feel like I would still pick up on it just because of him. Okay. Like it, it's it's really um I think that's one thing. Like yeah, they gave him some liberties about character and you know what he couldn't can do. You know I'm I'm talking about the the eye patch. <laughs> the, the eye patch, yeah. yeah, that was a little much, but it was still fun for him. You could tell he was having fun. Um, so yeah, there are some things that are questionable, but at the end of the day, it's still Picard, and it's still he still embodies those things. So I think I would see mm-hmm. right through it and be like, "That's that's Picard." So yeah, well well said. Thank Jay. you. <laughs> so much pressure. Um, ah. I, I, I'm swapping back and forth, uh, Keith. Uh, here's what mm-hmm. I have written down for you. The ideals of the scientific method uh, of human advancement uh, in order to become something better and exploring the unknown mm-hmm. and then the feeling that it gives you is an astronomy bath. Mm-hmm. With these things in mind, how do you feel about Picard? What did you do to Star Trek? <laughs> Why did you do this to me? <laughs> um, I feel that... Uh, I watched a whole bunch of reviews, so like, kind of like, um, reviews don't tell me what I think or change my mind. They just kind of allow me to further um, think about what I already think. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and like one of like the good um, quotes that I think I saw was, uh, "True champions make trends; they don't chase them." Mm-hmm. Uh, Star Trek, Nick, Star Trek, when they hit like the original series, even TNG, <laughs> they started something that like other shows now chase. Like Stargate mm-hmm. is its own thing, but it has like that soul of Star Trek in it because they saw like, holy shit, what was that? And it became immortal. Like people know what Star Trek is, but this was chasing Mass Effect. Like it doesn't like I said, like like we said before, like Star Trek on its own is already amazing mm-hmm. and great. And you can't get it anywhere else. Like, you know, not the... Tr- well, I guess you can now. But um, I won't even mention... Thank you. Wait, the no, Orville. I have it. my own... Mo- the, you said... Hey, I give this my second time. Yeah, that's true. Okay, all time. right. Yep, and that was your second. Good. Yeah. You said Orville. Yeah, <laughs> so I, I just... I just I, I don't like that Um, the brand name has ro- risen up above the ideals of what Star Trek is. Like, they took that brand name because they wanted to make CBS All Access popular. And then gathered a whole bunch of people who are like... I felt like they just sat down and they just kind of like bullshitted about like, you know, too many of them had played Mass Effect and they're like, yeah, whatever. Don't worry about what Star Trek once was. What can we do right now? And then that's what it was. It was just spamming other sci-fi and not using the greatness that Star Trek already has. Mm -hmm. Like, if you want to like duke it out or argue with like the Romulan Empire and them dealing with the catastrophe, that's cool. But like, it's cool that what what was once cool about the world and place setting that Star Trek had was that there was a veil of the neutral zone and beyond it was the Romulan empire. Like they have their own federation of different species, planets and, and organizations and, and planetary alignments and whatnot. And they handle it differently there because they're an empire and they rule. So what could have been cool is seeing like, what does it look like on the other side of the veil versus the federation mm-hmm. And but they didn't do that. They just kind of used them as like elves. <laughs> yeah, they just they just they just made them elves. It, and and you're not even supposed to say that out loud in Star Trek, but they did it. Like like and like I'm not sure like if if I was the last one to the party on this, but I didn't notice they were elves until like like I was like all well into being a man. Um, uh-huh. like yeah, like the Vulcan ears. 
are straight up elf ears, but for some reason, like Star Trek nailed it so well that I was like, no, no, these are Vulcans. Like I, they're I'm, shaped slightly differently. Elves. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah, they, they didn't register it to me at all as elves, and now they straight up. But Keith, are, come on, then, they like, live to two hundred and whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then like um, uh, the reviews I, I watched pointed out how like the the cool thing about the Romulans were like their their military society mm-hmm. of rigid assholes. And instead, they turn them into Rivendell elves, where they are all spiritual and do martial arts and and uh, care about prophecies. When once upon a time, they're like, I don't know, like I don't know what kind of equivalent on Earth we have of that, but of strict military assholes. But yeah, I, I miss that, and um, I'm even starting to lose track of what I was trying to talk Russia, about. Russia, maybe. Yeah, because they're like yeah, very secretive, and then when we do see what they're doing, it's like overly military. Maybe not like current Russia, but like USSR Russia. Because I mean, it was sixty yeah. three, so um, yeah, Romulans, the Russians. Hmm. <laughs> then also, like, I'm losing my uh, my astronomy that I loved about it because there was like this, like it was like in the nineties. So I, I saw someone point this out. It was like I don't remember some kind of special. Where space is crazy vast, and I hate it when any sci-fi thing, uh, Stargate, I wag my finger at you, but I let it go because it sounds like you from the start they embrace the goofy. But like you, no one should ever say galaxy-wide event. Like they, they don't understand how big the galaxy mm-hmm. is, um, and you can't do that unless something crazy is going on, and it's just yeah. Um, but like yeah, they they have. And like even Mass Effect, I was like, uh, okay, you can't really say that. Oh, so the the fun fact I saw a long time ago was that someone mapped out like how far the Federation had been exploring and like over the galaxy, and it was like a tiny speck, like this tiny little circle mm-hmm. is what they called the Alpha Quadrant. Mm-hmm. That was just a, a little small portion that was not the whole quadrant. It was just a small space because space is vast, and here. You know, they, they aren't doing that. Like, you can go anywhere in the galaxy within a couple seconds, and um, the Romulan Empire can be knocked out by one solar system. Mm-hmm. Hey, Keith. Yeah. There's definitely only one planet with two red moons and lightning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I, I butt hurt everywhere on me on this. Like, they're just like taking my toys and like slamming them together and just like that's not how they work <laughs> it's kind of like how like when we were kids and like we were playing with our action figures where we me and our friends like we set up our factions and and areas of the living room or, or front or front um lawn as this and then like oh, the little sister wants to play and you're like all right you know yeah let her play and she just doesn't care about any of that and she's i'm like wait that dog doesn't talk like that and uh yeah so that's what I saw going on with my Star Trek, and it just like um, I I went it is um, I I got destroyed with Star Wars and learned through the sadness of like the Last Jedi that oh shit, I'm ex- actually experiencing grief right now. <laughs> so um, after going through that crucible and understanding how things happen like that, um, I'm way less hurt and way more ready for what happened to this Star Trek. Mm-hmm. But yeah, um, definitely isn't it. They didn't care, it seems like. Um, and because I think that I was trying to figure out, like, through my trying to figure out what the hell happened to Star Wars. And, like, you know, like Kathleen Kennedy, uh, she destroyed it. Um, and I was just like, wait, no. Like, she, her name has been associated with everything I've ever loved. 
she should know not to do certain things. And then, like, friends were saying, no, Keith, like, her job was something else. Um, she was really good at making sure the crazy people could make their stuff without getting bothered. And therefore, sometimes when you change creative rulers, you get the people who don't get it. Like, she she lived a real life. So mm-hmm. she wasn't into Star Wars. She didn't have to be into Star Wars. She's doing business and making a life for herself. So when she gets her hands on it, she's ready to do more business. And... Yeah, um, and here in Star Wars, Star Trek, I'm just like, I, 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 I think, um, because I liked season, most of season one of Discovery, and it was in the hands of a guy named, he did Hannibal, he's really good, and I'm forgetting his name. Oh, but then he dropped shoot, out. I know. Uh, he also did American Gods. Christ, I'm gonna look it up. Yeah, this one guy, he understands science fiction, world building, and fantasy, and, like, I felt people dog on Discovery, but I felt it did the right thing with how it Ryan Fuller. this world. But, there um, you go. Yeah, he understands Star get... Trek, because he worked on Voyager. That's right. Mm-hmm. And then the more we got away from him, and turned it over to Alex Kurtzman, who did uh, Amazing Spider-Man 2, and I think he's probably been involved in Transformers yep, and stuff, and it's just like... Yeah, it's, it hit him it, making a TV show as action spam, and we ended up with that. So, I actually was yeah, I I miss. Sorry, I actually was disappointed by uh, Brian Fuller's um, hand in uh, Discovery, but I couldn't tell how much had been left. That's of fine. Him. Yeah, that's fair. And then, lastly, is a fun quote that um, uh, my buddy Max came mm. up with, which is uh. Uh, because like um, I we're trying to talk about like how yeah some people do know about certain art than other mm-hmm. people. I don't know jack shit about Metallica, but like in the nineties they said they did like a couple this album until it sleeps, mm-hmm. and I was like oh oh wow okay now I like Metallica this is good, and he said the fun quote which is REM could have done that song and no one would have known the difference, and if you taken out the name Picard and Star Trek, anyone else could have done Star Trek Picard, and no one would have known the difference that it wasn't Star Trek. There you go. Yep. And <laughs> Thank you. Michael, um, <laughs> let you. me remind you, you said um, Star Trek poses questions of mortality, morality, and humanity, and it's about different people working together in a positive direction towards utopia. And using this criteria... Do you believe that Picard is or is not Star Trek? Uh, I do. Um, Because mm-hmm. it's, I mean, it still has, even if you took away the name Picard, it still has, like, his inherent sense of right and wrong um, that we saw through all TNG and the movies. Um, it still deals with a lot of, like, existential and moral dilemmas. Um, you know, like, what, you know, who am I? What, what's my place in the universe? Um, you know, which we saw in Dodge and Soji. Uh, and even Picard now being, uh, you know, a synth, I could see him coming up with those questions for himself in the next season. You know, mm-hmm. am I hu- am I human? Who am I really? Um, so, I mean, it wasn't it wasn't you know the the trek of old, but I think it still is trek. It's a trek for the times that we live in. Um, you know, it's always going to be changing, just like how you know the original series isn't anything like well. Well, TNG or like uh, Deep Space Nine. I mean, they look to- totally different. There are very similar. There are, there are some similarities, but um, 
you know, if you had a TOS fan that never seen anything else, you know, watch DS9, they'd be like, you know, this doesn't seem like my Trek. This is, you know, this isn't Trek. It's something different. Um, so, I don't know. That's... Uh, I don't know. Uh, I agree with that one. Uh, <laughs> I've never seen it. <laughs> What's that, Keith? I, I, was, I was say that, like, you say, did you say that if someone watched DS9, they wouldn't recognize it as Star Trek? Sorry, if you broke up there. they had seen only TOS. Like if, like if you took like a TOS fan like from the '60s and and showed them, you know, DS9, you know, they'd be like, aside from the technological advances, you know, special effects, they'd be like, well, this doesn't seem like. All right, all right, all right. Pause, pause, pause. <laughs> okay. Um, the reason I had you guys do that homework is because specifically the criteria that we came up with weren't specifically about um the plot or um the design of anything or like what the Klingons look like. It was mm-hmm. about the themes. And um, with Keith's list, Scientific Method, uh, and uh, Exploring the Unknown, you see why he didn't find that Picard fit that criteria. And with your criteria of it uh, asking about morality, mortality, and humanity, I see why you feel that it does. Um, mm-hmm. Actually, my my effort here was to make it clear that we're all right in our own way. I see what you did. I see what you did there. And none of it wait, wait. actually are you, are, you also, are you saying that we're more right? <laughs> Are you saying that? I'm saying that my criteria is very specific. Let me do my answer, okay? <laughs> I have yes, story time for you. Um, <laughs> I have mentioned this before, but for a long time I played uh, Jim Kirk on Tumblr. Um, and it was the uh, the Beyond Kirk, um, the, uh, sorry, the, the Kelvin Kirk, because me and my yeah. friends were working on, like, Okay, subtly, I was trying to, like, pull people who were only interested in Kelvin Kirk into the rest of the Star Trek world um, by, like, incorporating TOS details into my stuff. But um, I also helped people run, like, a a reference blog, and I did stuff like research the ranks, um, explain how the world works, what the differences between Starfleet and the Federation, uh, the Utopia, etc. So um, I eventually, at some point, got invited to join, like, a crew... Like a specific crew, you know, like one person playing Kirk, one person playing, playing Spock, etc. Which is how it used to be on forums, but it's not like that on Tumblr. Anyway, um, and then I ended up getting in fights with people because I would be like, well, you can't do that on a starship. Or like, uh, this is TOS era, you can't have kids on this ship. It's not a galaxy class, it's, you know, it's a different class. So um, people would get upset with me because they were just there to, like, have a good time. Meanwhile, I was like, here are the rules of the universe, and uh, here are the facts, and if you if you don't wear your uniform on a Starfleet ship, you're getting kicked out of Starfleet. I'm sorry, that's just how the thing works. Um, Some losers just want to have Right, fun. right. Yeah. So I'm just saying, I'm coming from a place that is, like... Writing is very important to me. I care about the details of writing. I care about, like, very specific nuances. I'm looking for certain things like that. Um, And I'm super stubborn in that if you break the details of the world, it doesn't feel real to me anymore. Like, I had to stop role-playing with certain people who would break those rules because I was like, I understand that it doesn't concern you, but for me, it makes it feel like everything we're doing is fake, kind of. So uh, I'm aware that I'm very much more picky than other people. Um, I, I was... Eventually, I left that group because they wanted to have a more relaxed time, and I realized that I was stressing everyone out. So, um, awesome. I I know that this is unusual, um, and that it's a thing that I care about very specifically, but that other people don't. That's fine. 
I I accept that I'm different. I had to go through that. I had to go through that with Star yeah, Wars. Yeah, I accept that I'm different. I didn't like it. I it doesn't feel like Star Trek. Um, because where's what did I do with my list? Let me read what I said because I don't actually know. Uh, Utopia, Discovery, and the Ensemble of Support. Oh yeah. It, it didn't feel like an ensemble at all. It was just like, they weren't supporting each other. Uh, half of the scenes between the ship members were them fighting. Like, I just, I don't know anything about the relationships. I don't know how they mix with each other. Every moment was just like a moment of tension or grief or plot device. And uh, that's why, Agnes that's why I didn't feel like Star Trek. Too. Those are my favorite hmm. parts. <laughs> uh, can I add one thing Agnes to my answer? Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, First, I apologize for my TOS DS9 rant there, but um, no, no, no. <laughs> no um, when you said about you know like it's Star Trek to me because of what I described Star Trek to be, mm-hmm. you know, for myself, um, yeah, kind of blew my mind actually because it's like, and not that this is news to me, but it's like you know just because it's not Star Trek to Keith or maybe you, Sabrina, it doesn't mean that it can't be Star Trek for me. Obviously, exactly, exactly, um, exactly. I'm so glad. <laughs> yeah, that's. That, that, I mean, seriously, that kind of blew my mind. I'm like, holy shit, that's like, yeah, I got goosebumps. <laughs> this is the most important episode we have done, you guys. Yeah, like I, I, you know, I have most, uh, the utmost respect for most of you guys. And uh, <laughs> um, no, so it's it's kind of, you know, we can still talk about it and discuss it and it can still be Star Trek for me and, and not for you. And hopefully season two brings you guys on board. But um, but no, that's... Yeah, that's- that's the other would, thing. Yeah. We don't have to convince each other that one of us is right because yeah. there is no, there's, there's no such thing. There, it right. We're exist. all allowed to have we're our own right. opinions, we're and they right. can be based. Yeah, I love you too, like, Keith. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm the most, I'm right, the most right. right. Shut up, right. Keith. Um, what? What? Oh no, no. This, I love that. That's what I love panic. about this group. Like we can have our own opinions and bring something different to the table. Like I said before, if we all had the same opinion and the same idea, this would be a boring podcast. Oh, no one would listen to it. It, it would yeah, be because yeah, yeah. it'd be oh, I agree yeah. with you. I agree with you. Oh yeah, you're right. Right. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah nice podcast. Yeah. Talk to y'all later. <laughs> right. Exactly. How things should be. healthy conversation. Yeah, Healthy conversation. Yeah. I love it. I admit it. Sometimes I get infuriated when people disagree with me because they have entirely different criteria. I'm like, why, why would you not care about this? But <laughs> it, Keith, it's been a big thing in my life to like try to not think that my opinion is better than others automatically. I'm working on it really hard, mm-hmm. so don't push my buttons. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm, we're all still working <laughs> on it, I think, fun. right? Yeah, of course we yeah. are. Of course we are. Yeah. And uh, I mean... Like, um, aside from Star Trek, just in, in, in terms of becoming better people and being kind to ourselves, I find that often um, in the world I'll get like two thoughts, uh, like my instinctive thought and then my correction. So sometimes mm-hmm. like, eh, yeah, I admit it. Um, sometimes my brain will will think something really racist and then I'll be like, wait, hold on. That's not true. <laughs> right. And if you never have moments <laughs> like that, then you're probably not thinking about what you're doing. So uh, just remember the first moment that you have is the thing that society has like tried to drill into you. Exactly. And the second thing needs to be the thing that you're reminding you is the truth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right? that's well, well said, so yeah. if your first thought is uh, horrible, understand that it is horrible, but understand that also doesn't necessarily represent that the person you are, the person you are is the actions you take. So make sure you make that correction. You'd be good. <laughs> yeah, right? No, I just wanted to extend the the white flag of truce and friendship to Keith there. So, um. oh, 
Fist, fist bump. bump. Yeah, virtual fist bump. There you go. <laughs> well, you can still have that knockout dragout fight if you want. I mean, no, I mean, I'm oh, yeah, kind of yeah, like yeah. I'm... it happens. It happens in our hearts, <laughs> right? <love>. Okay, good, <laughs> good, good. So, um, I want to finish this off with a completely different question. Oh, uh, okay. Here we go. Mm. <laughs> so, what is your favorite Star Trek series, anyway? Michael, uh, TNG, hands down. Why? Uh, what's the one you I get, hold on, hold on. What? You get three sentences. <laughs> it's the okay, one I'm I... kidding. I'm kidding. Okay. Okay. Does that start now? <laughs> uh, no, it's the one I grew up with. So I, mm-hmm. I saw it first. So Picard's my captain. Um, mm-hmm. I like, I like the set design, the, the, uh, uniforms, um, the ships. Uh, it's just, it's, it's my Star Trek. It's yeah, what I grew up with. So that's why I like it the most. Uh, TNG as well, obviously. Um, I spoke Ooh. about it in earlier episodes, but uh, I, yep. um, when I was going through pretty much the most difficult time in my life, that was my outlet. You know what I mean? So I have more of a personal stake yeah. in TNG. And, and mind you, I, I love the, mm-hmm. it gave me something to, it gave me a way to get away from the, the insanity that I was living and be a part of this mm-hmm. utopia and a part mm-hmm. of this, you know, uh, world. That was so much better than what I was living in. So, you know, it was it was very emotional for me. So I got emotionally attached to TNG because of my life and what I was going through at the time. And and it just every week I had that to to even it was like my one hour of tuning out this insane world that I lived in and just being able to be in that show. And I and you know they they talk about That's people great. that um there are certain people that when you watch. When you watch movies or TV, you you're just either watching it and listening to it, but know that you're watching or listening to it, or you get pulled in and you then become a part of it. You're an observer within that world, mm-hmm. and you know Star Trek's one of those things that I um that I feel I can kind of transcend and become like for that brief moment, become an observer in that world and be able to tune stuff out. And not many shows can do that. Mm-hmm. So TNG, <laughs> yeah, nice, Keith. That was more than three sentences, uh, by know, the way. Well, you can't ask me a question and expect <laughs> only three sentences. That just doesn't work. <laughs> three three yeah. Anyway. Keith? So, um, I distinguish between my favorite and best. Yes, me too. Uh, me too. The, but the I asked you for your favorite. Is... I don't care what the best is. <laughs> I'm getting there. I'm getting there. There's, there's, part, of, there's, there's part of my... Uh, all right, my, all right, my, all right, uh, all right. Rant. I have a feeling we have the same rant, so go on. I mean, the first half, anyway. <laughs> I, the best one is yeah, the best is is DS Nine. The best is DS Nine. They 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 topped uh, TNG um, in ways I didn't expect. It was fantastic. But my favorite will still be TNG because mm-hmm. it was so formative. Yeah. Like I was ten when it started. Um, I I I wanted to get into TOS as a kid, and I was I, I think I was way too young to adjust my mind to its uh, older mm-hmm. aesthetic and try to appreciate it all. Um, the movies are fantastic, yeah. so I was like, "All right, now we're on the right track." So when that the first episode started, and like I'm hearing the movie soundtrack, I'm like, "What?" <laughs> and then like it just made my brain expand because like I'm ready to watch the show. Like, all right, which one is Spock's kid? Which one is Kirk's kid? And blah blah blah. And then like I'm like, "Wait, all these people are just different people." Like, <gasps> like it would happen <laughs> in real life. And then like the the show just kind of blossomed in my mind, and it showed me all these like. Um, sci-fi concepts I'd never heard of before, like a Dyson sphere. Like every time I think of 
or hear Dyson Sphere, I think of the the Enterprise doing that barrel <laughs> roll as they escapes. I'm just so yeah. Uh, my favorite Next Generation, hands down, and also I'm so blinded by my love that. When people say that the first couple seasons aren't good, I'm, I, I don't know what <laughs> they're they're perfect. They're perfect. What about like, that episode where that yeah. one dude takes Tasha Yara's bride? What do you think? Uh, about? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> ugly, ugly, and but um, still so mm-hmm. like the the shoot the the way they shot the show was so perfectly clean mm-hmm. looking, and like I love the format of like you know you get the opening, you get the uh, you get the cold open. Uh, setting up the situa- situation, then get the 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 theme song, then roll into the show. TNG was freaking perfect. So yeah, I love you a little enjoying... bit more now, Keith. Yeah, yeah I was gonna say <laughs> I love you guys. I I uh, I'm enjoying this nice warm bath of uh, Star Trek love. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, all right. Uh, so <laughs> yes, Keith, you're right. DS9 is the best one, but my favorite mm. one um is TOS. Um, uh, listen. Which is when? why I friended you in the first place. <laughs> Whatever, man. No, no, I'm, I'm not kidding. I, I I thought it was like like me and you yeah, connected yeah, yeah, yeah. over like it a was, comment it was on crazy. something, and like you're young and like you shouldn't be into the original, which made me very curious as to why you were and I want to become your friend. That's why. Um, this is just how it happened. Just based on like the way I lived my life, you know, I was very young. I saw Voyager it was kind of like half there in my brain. So like some of the characters will still like hit me, but whatever. Um, then, uh, I was, when I was a grumpy teenager, I happened to watch TOS a lot to make myself feel better. And now at this point, you know, like I hear the communicator sound or I hear the, uh, the whoosh of the, the turbo lift opening or like, da 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 da. That was very good. And I, thank you. I perk up. Like, it makes me feel good. The characters make me feel good. The camaraderie makes me feel good. Like, I, it, it's a world that I want to live in. Like, I feel excited to be there. Um, That's. I I want to ask, like, um, why wasn't it? ugly to you because like when i was a little kid watching it it, it was just so ugly and Man, it kept me away like how did it break i just through i just your, didn't give a fuck about the aesthetics hmm. i cared about the characters and i cared about That's the awesome. stories and um you'll notice that i'm always trying to like divorce us from talking about aesthetics when we're talking about whether the show is good or not because i'm like the, the aesthetics are great they look dope uh, i don't want to get into the debate of whether they need to look the same as a different era because we just have totally different uh like styles but also like different ways of creating stuff tos had no money whatsoever mm-hmm. the reason they have so many episodes that are like the western episode or the nazi episode or whatever is because <laughs> they use the uh the costumes and the sets of other things that had just finished filming so they could save money, you know, Mm -hmm. like, uh, whatever. But, uh, the reason I asked you guys this question, even though I asked it at the beginning of the show, like before we saw Picard was actually because I wanted to point out that all of our favorite Star Trek is our favorite Star Trek because of how it feels, Mm -hmm. how it feels to us to watch it. Mm-hmm. so um to our audience i i know like one of my friends for example um he really connected to the ptsd aspect of picard and mm. um because of what they're doing with that whole war um he loves picard deeply to a soul like it really touched him Ooh, and um i'm very glad he had that but uh then he's going around and whenever anybody says they don't like picard he's like how can you not like it because of this and um, I just want to remind you that we care about Star Trek because of how it makes us feel and feelings are totally subjective. Forget even yeah. the criteria that we have. 
So it's it's great of him to love it. Um, and it's great of people to... And if, like, it, it does make me feel good, so I'm not going to watch it, that's fine too. Just um, don't try to convince other people, if they have strong feeling about it, to change their feeling because of the feelings that you have. It, it's fine to mm-hmm. diverge. Mm-hmm. Um, Absolutely. Amen. If it doesn't make you feel good, you don't have to watch it. If it makes you feel good... You can watch it. That's that's it. Let's let's leave it at that. Yeah, well said. Uh, thank you. Uh, let's talk about something cheerier. What's your favorite episode ever? Uh, Don't think too hard about it. Mm, it well, doesn't have to be a real permanent answer. It's the yeah. out of all the uh-huh. series, out of everything you've ever seen in Star Trek, what is your favorite episode? Damn. Jay, you first. Well, I, it sucks because I know. I know the name you of it. What? It's the Let's no, it's the one easier. with the the, the uh, Resican, but I can't think of the name. Um, it's like the most famous episode. Um, the, yeah, the uh, where he lives a whole lifetime, it, like twenty. It, inner inner light. light. There it is. God, I cannot the think of that light. name for the life mm-hmm. of me. Inner Light's my favorite. Oh man, light. that is such a beautiful story. Nice. Inner Light is has been one of my favorite episodes. Yeah. And 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 oddly enough, there's another episode. Uh, I think it's a cro- uh, it's a dual two episodes that come in a f- close second, and that's the one where they go back in time and meet Mark Twain and Data's head. Yeah, with with, <laughs> uh, with Whoopi with Guinan. Yeah, I don't know what it is about that. Yeah, I, I don't know that. what it is about that episode. It's oh, it's so yeah, weird so because good. I don't know why, but I love that episode so much. <laughs> I love it too. There's a scene real quickly. There's a scene where they're getting they're leaving the hospital, and Riker's talking to a cop, and he's like. I just want you to know I have the utmost respect for the law. And then he punches him out. I'm like, I love that <laughs> yeah, part. Absolutely. <laughs> okay. All right. Who's next? Uh, <laughs> um, I'll say that I loved, I can't remember if it was the same. So, so was the Dyson Sphere the same one where they duked it out with Nagilam? Or do you guys remember Nagilam? No, Nagilam no. doesn't ring a bell. He's like this God being face that oh. is in space. And oh, like, yep. yep. Um, yeah. Yeah, he's like torturing them and stuff, and then he and then like they 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 all agreed. They're like they said, "No, fuck this. We're killing all ourselves. We're not playing your do stupid game." And then um, he'd fake them out, trying to let them escape. And then like they they figured out that we're an experiment. And then like it was it was just so much cool. It was so cool to see the, the escalation, the mystery, mm-hmm. yeah. the deep mystery. Um, being willing to say that I'm willing to die for this, and then. Nikilam at the very end, like you know, they they, they finally escape and Nikilam's gone. Then he appears one last time to Picard, and he's like, "You know what? You guys are you're kind of cool, right? <laughs> you know, I'm a god being, but that was that was awesome. You guys were willing to go down for that, so applause to you guys." I was like, "Ah, and who was that thing? Where did he come from?" And yeah, I I love Star Trek, man. I love when they get mm-hmm. all like that. Michael, uh, yeah, I mentioned it before in one of the other episodes. Um. It's 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 hard to pick one for the entire you know run of all the series, but believe me, I'm still trying. <laughs> right. So, but the first thing that comes to mind is uh, All Good Things, the yeah. series finale of mm-hmm. TNG. Yeah. Again, oh, yeah. it's my favorite series, and it that episode just kind of you know takes you back throughout the whole series. Um, and it, and I, again, my favorite scene in that is where I still get choked up in Teary is when he joins them at the the poker table. And, you know, realizes that he's had these friends and this family all along and that he's always been welcome. I'm getting goosebumps just talking about it. Yeah, see, it's yeah. the way Star Trek makes getting goosebumps feel. just listening. Yeah, it's, I just, yeah, I mean, that's my, that's my soothing yeah, voice. I, I guess, I just want to yeah. jump in because, like, you give me all right. giddy about it and stuff. My favorite part of the episode was, uh, 
when um they're getting jumped they they they're, they're they're outgunned and stuff, and then like the the, the new Enterprise D yeah. oh, yeah. shows up. I'm like, the phaser lights. And yeah. then Riker says, "I'm going to see if I can get their." At- <laughs> he says, "I'm going to see if I can get their attention." Yeah, like Riker says, "I'm going to see if I can get their attention." And it's like, all right, he's going to hail them. <laughs> gun just lights up and just yeah. blows away one of their yeah. ships. I'm like, oh my I god! I love that. Yeah. And like the next day in Latin, like the next day in Latin class, we'll play me and my friend Danny. Like, <laughs> did you see that? He goes, oh, I yeah. thought they're going to hail them. I know. I yeah. thought he's going to hail them. Riker <laughs> doesn't mess around. So, yeah, I love that. <laughs> yeah. No matter what, uh, you know, mm. what um, future timeline they're in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I will say that um uh it's uh, a thing that I'm piggybacking off of uh Red Letter Media because they said it first, but it's always been in my subconscious that I did not like the the jump to so much action that DS9 kicked off because mm-hmm. um in TNG what was really beautiful was like you don't want to shoot Until at the all end. Yeah. like yeah. their guns. Yeah. Yeah, their their guns and their their photon torpedoes are so powerful that like, hey, if we're gonna start shooting, yeah. like somebody's gonna end here. So we better talk this out. And like, mm-hmm. when it comes to shooting, last resort, something really went really really wrong. And then uh, DS Nine happened. Mm-hmm. And I loved the war battles, but, but it was a war. Yeah. When you, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, when you break it open, like now we can just mm-hmm. anytime and. Then Voyager went too far as well, sort of. I, I so, can let it go. So, I had so fun it's with the battles, falling but... into that Stargate pew pew territory. Mm. Yeah, because like once my time I came to the Borg, like you better freaking think of something. But then Janeway's like, light up, dudes, <laughs> and this just blowing Borg away left and right, like nothing. It's like, all right, you know, I'm having fun. <laughs> I will let it go. I had my era where it didn't happen. I'm fine. Yes. Do you, need, do you need more time to think, Sabrina? <laughs> oh, no. Uh, sorry. <laughs> no, because I, I... My okay. turn. Um, my favorite episode is probably Balance of Terror. Uh, Balance of Terror is the TOS episode where you first see the Romulans. So, oh. as it turns out... Um, so, let me give you a, b- a brief plot synopsis, unless you guys remember it. I have not seen it. Uh, it starts... Oh, my God. It's been a long time. I don't know if I remember the plot. <laughs> okay, so it... It starts with, like, a, a very, like, submarine uh, beginning where they, like, there's a Romulan ship out there and they're all like, we have to go quiet because it was based yes. on, you know, submarine warfare. And, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, you do have to be quiet in a submarine because noise goes through water, but it doesn't exactly go <laughs> through space. Right. <laughs> but to be fair, this was, like, the, the 50s. How much did we really understand about, like, what's yeah. going on in space, you know, in the vacuum? Um, mm-hmm. So we'll be kind there because sci-fi still getting that wrong. But, um, yeah, so basically, there's a Romulan ship, and they have to get some information from it. So, Spock goes over, and then the Romulan commander takes a super liking to him, and they're like, Spock, you gotta seduce her. Um, <laughs> and, like, straight up, Spock is distracting her by seducing her. Meanwhile, McCoy grafts, like, Romulan ears and, like, fake eyebrows onto Jim Kirk, so Jim can go onto the ship and pretend to be Romulan. Listen, so it has, like, the Romulans, it has the humans, it has, like, silly Rom stuff, but at the same time, it's really serious. It introduces the Romulans. There's a scene in the beginning when you first see the Romulans on the screen, they're like, it's the first time anyone's seen Romulans in 80 years. And one dude looks at the Romulan and then looks over at Spock, because they have the same pointy ears, you know, we know the background of the Romulans. Mm. And and then uh, he says something nasty, and then Kirk goes, um, there's no room for 
what's the word? Um, prejudice. There's no word for. There's no room for prejudice on my bridge. If you can't be professional, get off. Hmm. Like you're dismissed. Cool. Um, and that's dope. And that's why whenever people are like, uh, Star Trek wasn't about social issues, I'm like, okay. <laughs> uh, sure. But, uh... There's a difference. I didn't say social justice, I said social issues. <laughs> Alright, never mind. <laughs> I'm wrong to interrupt you, and Thank you, you were correct. Um, yeah, so Balance of Terror, uh, Romulans, Spock having to seduce someone, always hilarious. Uh, <laughs> it happens more... I can't it happens more yeah. often than you would think, so maybe y'all should just give TOS another look. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm going to, I'm going um, to as well. There's, there's, Listen, there, there's Spock seduces things. people more than there. There's actually a, a scene in a totally different episode, and it's this episode is like uh, I think it's called Cloudminders. So you have a, a society that's in um, a floating city, and then you have a bunch of people who are working in the mines for the stuff that they use to power the city. It turns out that the mines are toxic and. Those are what's causing the people working in the mines to be dumber than the people living in the planet. So it's like really an oppressive, like dual society. Cool. Um, the the girl in the mines takes a liking to Jim Kirk, and the girl in the Cloud City takes a liking to Spock. Right. The first time they meet, uh, Spock and Kirk meet her. Uh, Spock, she, she goes, "I've never met a Vulcan before," and Spock goes, "Well, ma'am, I've never w- met a work of art before." <laughs> Ooh. I mean, it's, it's smoother than that. Ooh. It's smoother Damn. than that. Um, but that's pretty much what he says. Bruh. And then Kirk looks at him like, "Oh boy!" So like, so I gotta write that one should... down. He starts <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> Nor I a work of art, man. Yeah, Damn, so, that's, um, that's slick. Y'all, y'all are forgetting something about Spock. He's a smooth hmm. boy. Um, yeah. yeah. So I invite everybody to rewatch TOS. I I know it's hard to get past the the insane corniness, but like. Think of it like Stargate, but cornier. Okay. Right. Okay. I'm trying to. I'll be. I'll be approaching it how I do. Like uh, older Japanese sci-fi shows um, are also pretty ratchet looking, but there's some kind of beauty yeah. in that now. As it has its own like feel and aesthetic of that. <laughs> it certainly has that. Yep. So. I'll be All going right. back. Well, I think that's us for today, my friends. So. Remember, well, actually, yeah. sorry, uh, oh. Keith. Keith, do you want to mention something for next week that we have going on? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Keith, please. Yeah, the oh yeah, <laughs> the yeah. thing um, that I sent I you a message about. <laughs> so yeah, I, I um I saw an interview with the lady who wrote the Measure mm-hmm. of a Man. Mm-hmm. Is that it? Yep. Yeah. What it called mm-hmm. the data episode. Um, and, uh, I searched her on Facebook and for some strange reason, she's a friend of mine on straight Facebook. I'm not sure how that happened, but, um, I messaged her and she's just totally cool. She's a straight up geek. Um, she posts about playing video games or thoughts about like science fiction, writing in video games and what she's writing. So she's agreed to be on our podcast to talk dork stuff with us. Awesome. Melinda Snodgrass of, um, legendary Star Trek Next Generation fame will be joining us to geek out about stuff and sci-fi I we're gonna geek out about sci-fi we're gonna talk yeah. about sci-fi what is I'm, sci-fi what yeah. how is sci-fi used whatever sci-fi 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 i'm crazy um, excited mm-hmm. so we will be more general than star Yay. trek but i'm, I'm really gonna be so cool yeah, yeah. Hell thanks for setting that up keith episode of sci-fi yeah no problem so yeah next week be excited um and thank you because i totally slipped my mind uh, as always, you can find us on Twitter at Four Hosts. You can find us at thereforehosts.com. You can please, God, find us on Pop Geeks, which we 
Sorry, we have an, a URL. It's fourhosts.popgeeks.com is where you can find nice. us there. Yep. Nice. Yeah, I, I double checked. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent Woo-hoo. work. Four yeah. hosts. We're legit. <laughs> um, yeah, so Keith? Um, all right. Everyone, thank you for uh, joining us throughout all these episodes of complaining <laughs> in and uh, praising Picard. It's been a freaking blast. And remember, everybody, keep There it is. Looking. All right. <laughs> Thank you for listening, everyone. And thank you, Keith, for, for being so you. <laughs> so, Keith. All right. Thanks, uh, everyone. Uh, Bye. Yo. All right. Bye. See you guys on the other side. Later. <laughs>